is Hard Parking, brought to you by Wright Honda and Wright Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I am your host, Jay Finning. Recently on my Instagram, if you've been paying attention, which some of you do, some of you don't, I posted a rock for sale. It's a rock on eBay that someone had painted to look like a first-gen Acura NSX. Coming up in a few minutes is the man who bought the rock. That's right, I chased him down. He created a YouTube video. I watched the video, about five, six minutes long. Uh, super excited about it. Now, let me reach out to this guy. He's in my community. He's one of us. He's a good guy. Yeah, the intersex people, we're weird. There's not a lot of us. We're really, uh, you know, our memorabilia, our intersex mobilia is what we call it. We have a Facebook page, and it's like, hey, I just found this Hot Wheel at Target. And these are grown men. But I've seen people pay just crazy amounts of money for intersex luggage from the first, like the early cars. And, and the, the luggage is ugly. There's these uh, these NSX crystals. They look like giant paperweights. I've seen people pay twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars for those things. I don't know how much they originally cost. So we basically what I'm saying is we we typically will pay whatever it is we need to pay in order to get something. But I was curious. But this was an amazing conversation, and uh, I think you guys are going to appreciate it because it just it goes beyond the rock. So after this word from Foil Online, I'll jump into some car news, and then we'll get to Mr. David Garner, the man who bought the NSX rock. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Foil Online. For over a decade, Foil Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at Four Wheel Online or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's Four Wheel Online, the number four wheel online. So I saw a story the other day, and when I do, I, I come across stories, I forward them to myself. This was from July 21st. Uh, I found it kind of interesting. From Axios.com, Amazon's new electric Rivian delivery truck hits the road. Now, the Rivian trucks, I've seen a couple of them around here lately. I think they're kind of cool. Their sales, I don't know if it's their sales or they have too much money into the product and they're not selling their trucks for as much as they should. Therefore, they're hemorrhaging money. You know, they have to worry about Tesla. They have the Ford Lightning that recently came out. So it's a battle uphill. When these manufacturers strike a deal with someone like Amazon, that's like guaranteed money. So this is the Rivian designed electric cargo van. It looks a lot like your typical Amazon trucks that you see, the big blue ones, but a little special with little round headlights in the front. Uh, it's a next generation logistics vehicle in the making. It says, why does this matter? Significantly electrifying Amazon's delivery van fleet could help the company meet its ambitious target of hitting net zero carbon emissions by 2040. Speaking of net zero carbon emissions, you guys see where the uh, the EPA got their hands slapped by the Supreme Court. So about a year ago, we were talking about how aggressive that they are going after the coal rollers, which is those big stupid trucks that shoot coal all over the place, going after speed shops, finding them millions of dollars for modifications that they put on cars. As of right now, it looks like that has been halted to a certain extent, at least. I say that because the United States is saying, you know, no, I think it's like, what, by 2035, every vehicle sold has to be fully electric, no more internal combustion. It feels like a long ways away. 
right? 13 years from now. This is 2040, which is, what's the math? 18 years from now? So, eh, we can do it. So Amazon introduced the production model of the Rivian's van called the Electric Delivery Vehicle. Fancy. At Chicago Press event this Thursday, so again, this, this came on the 21st, following the pilot program that began last year. I don't know if you, and this isn't related to this article, but I don't know if you, if you guys ever, guys and gals, ever saw the article uh, over in, or the news for over in like Germany or Europe, they were testing fully EV, um, unpiloted semis. I think, uh, I think it was Mercedes that did those. And I think there's a, there's probably a few of them actually around. I don't know if we have them here, but. Uh, you can always hit me up on, on uh, social media if you know. Most of you know more than I do about this stuff because I usually don't give a shit. So this EDV is rolling out today in Baltimore, Dallas, Kansas City, Nashville, Phoenix, San Diego, Seattle, St. Louis, among other cities in the U.S. per Amazon. So it makes sense because here in Phoenix we have like a distribution center probably every 20 miles. So the details, the EDV isn't just yesterday's cargo van with an internal combustion engine swapped out for an electric one. It's purpose-built with tech meant to meet the demands of Amazon and its drivers. Uh, some of the things it has, onboard software links with Amazon's logistics systems, uh, accelerometers throughout the vehicle that monitor for bangs and bumps, signaling that it might be time for preventive maintenance before something important breaks. That's cool. I think every vehicle could use that on your onboard computer because by the time that check engine light comes on, you got problems. And let's be honest, unless it's blinking, we all ignore it because we just assume it's the O2 sensor. It also goes on to say that the cabin is ergonomically designed and a powered cargo area door can automatically open at delivery destinations. This feature could help reduce driver fatigue and, by extension, turnover. Now, I can just see this, right? Saying, hey, uh, homie, I'm doing deliveries. Like, back in the day, I used to do a delivery service called Cat Deliveries. Cat, I guess the woman's name was Catherine. Drove around my 1976 four-door Cutlass Supreme AM radio cassette. So I would record FM music at home. Some of you don't know what a cassette is. K-D-E-G-E, The Edge in Dallas. 94.5 is what I used to listen to. Anyway, so I'd go pick up my best friend, Tony. And he had nothing to do, so he would just ride around with me all day doing deliveries and listening to either Isley Brothers or some other pre-recorded thing off the radio. But I can just see this. So if I was 18 right now or 19... And I was driving these trucks. I hit him up. Hey, Tony, roll with me. I'm driving. That back's opening. And he's just slinging those boxes. Like like the video game Paperboy. We're just fucking slinging. We're throwing boxes out the back. Probably a bad idea. According to Amazon's vice president, this vehicle is really the first step in helping us get to an excellent position. I don't know what that position means. So Amazon also has a handful of other electric vehicles to use around the world, including e-bikes, rickshaws, and more. I don't even what's I don't even know what a rickshaw is. Look that up real quick. So then automotive rickshaws. You guys, you see those little three-wheeled vehicles? That's what that is. It's like a three-wheeled bike. An auto rickshaw. It's a common form of urban transportation, both as a vehicle for hire and for private use in many countries around the world. So we don't have rickshaws in the United States. According to another thing from Britannica, also called a jerink, gen, genrica, gen, what the fuck, genrikasha, genrikasha, or genrikasha, 
I just I, no wonder we call it rickshaw. Two-wheeled vehicle with a doorless chair-like body and a collapsible collapsible hood, which holds one or two passengers and is drawn by a man between two shafts. So basically, a bike. Drawn by a man between two shafts. What the hell, Encyclopedia Britannica? What the hell does that even mean? Anyway, in some countries, there are Amazon-wrapped rickshaw vehicles. It's amazing. The Amazon deal is it's buying 100,000 EDVs through 2030, which is essentially a lifeline for Rivian, according to this, which has also been seen as a promising Tesla competitor, but has struggled to beef up its consumer production numbers, just like I said in the beginning. This article was written by Mr. Alex Fitzpatrick. And that is the car news. <laughs> Mr. David Garner, fellow NSX owner. We all So first off, okay, so you, you bought The Rock on eBay. Uh, full disclosure, I had posted this more than once on my Instagram. And, you know, you know the responses. That's crazy. Oh, my God, that's crazy. But I'm glad one of us – and I knew, like, only one of us would have bought it. I mean, the NSX Mobilia is crazy. I'm pretty sure you're a part of that page. If not, I'll send you an invite. We pay crazy shit for things. Yeah, I'm, I'm on all the, the Facebook pages for the NSX Prime and Owners Group and a memorabilia. And I remember seeing it, and I clicked on it. And immediately when I was scrolling through the photos, I just giggled. I was just like, what in the world is this? Right. <laughs> and uh, right. I kind of fell in love with it, to be honest with you. <laughs> you no, know, so I was I was looking at it and uh, I got up and I was all, all giggity. And I told my wife, I was like, this is crazy. We got to make a video about this because this is like there's a rock that looks like an NSX. And she's like, what? And so immediately I started to just put something together because um, because it was just ridiculous. But at the same time. It looked pretty cool. <laughs> so what did she, what was her response? I mean, is she usually on board with this stuff? Because my wife thinks all this shit, like she's, she's glad I'm into this stuff, but she could care less about the stuff I'm into. Yeah. yeah. My wife is, is, is crazy about this stuff, but sometimes my ideas, they're, they're either, they either take off or they just burn on takeoff. And so she sometimes takes me like a grain of salt. Cause it's like, well, what's going to happen. But even my son was like, man, I haven't seen my dad this pumped up. And I guess it's because I wanted to um, I wanted to kind of uh, bring it up like comedic to the NSX community. But also at first it was kind of a joke. I was like, look at this rock. This is amazing. Um, but then when I started doing more research on it and I started looking at more at it, I was like, this thing's actually pretty cool. <laughs> and people started to catch on. <laughs> Describe this rock for the listeners because not everybody follows uh, my Instagram. And of course, with Instagram, if I have it on a story, it's gone in 24 hours. Like describe this rock because it's, it is special. It's not just some rock that some random person decided to paint. No, absolutely. And and the uh, artist, uh, uh, Thomas or Tom Wuham, he actually, not to go further into him, because I actually did some detective work and found him and, and called him. But we'll talk about that here in a bit. But um, when you look at the rock a little closer and, and the artist said this, you know, the hardest part of the whole thing is finding a rock that has the right shape, the right contours, not too much, not too many pits, not too much damage. And the, the start off drawing something or painting something that actually will, will resemble a car, but not, it's kind of a, a tricky visual artist thingy. But when you look at it, the fine lines on it, the way that he painted it, like if you try to do that as a regular person, it would look like when you first went to art school, 
like in high school and they were like, draw like an abstract thing. And it was a complete fail. 99% of us <laughs> do that because it is, it, it definitely took required a lot more skill and thought than you would think of. And, um, and it really is neat because it, it, it looks like an NSX, but it still has a fun look to it. This thing is, and, and the, here's the, here's the fun part about this. This rock is one of one. Yes. Right. So it, it, yeah. So at the end of the day, like there's a lot of people. There's you and I have both seen stuff out there, and not everything's officially made by you know Honda or Acura North America. There's a lot of really cool hobbyist created things out there that just everybody wants. I think. I think we'll we'll talk about how much you paid for it at the very end of the call. Um, but it was obvious a lot of people wanted this thing. Oh, they did. And, and the funny thing is, you know, because one of our favorite shows in the household is NCIS and Dr. Bull. And one of the things we knew is that there was people who were quiet on Facebook and on the forums, but they were bidding very viciously. They were like, every time I bid, there was people who were undercover, who were, who were re who really wanted it. And, uh, and when I was talking to people afterwards, a lot of people didn't understand how eBay worked. But my highest bid was actually a lot higher than I than I want it for, and mm -hmm. a lot of people told me that they would have bidded more for it uh, if they would have known how eBay worked. But um, but yeah, it, it, people people started to fall in love with it, and uh, I probably mispronounced his name, but I'm gonna look for it on Facebook where we're talking about. It. But Ivan or Avin or he was a he 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 was getting me fired up as well. See if I could find his name. Um, Is it Drago? But, uh, yeah, Drago. Yep, yeah. Drago. He's. He he was he was probably one of the funnest persons, uh, and he he really helped the the start the bonfire if that makes sense. It does. Now you like what is your? Tell me a little bit about your NSX. Um, so I pride myself as having a stock NSX that I bought that was driven uh, consistent consistently. Um, but I, I'm kind of restoring it, uh, using Mita motorsport parts and science of speed parts, but it's all stock, uh, with the exception of a Bluetooth radio and a 2B exhaust, which I'm very proud of finding cause it's super rare. But, um, I've also, uh, as I started to, to restore it, I've made videos, uh, of how to, uh, do stuff that really there wasn't any videos there. And, uh, so my NSX is stock and besides the exhaust and the radio. And this is a 91 through 93 based on the wheels? Uh, yeah, it's a 1991 NSX, yep. So a red 91 NSX. Yep, red. I love it. It's it's literally, I, I love the car. It's one of my favorite cars. Is the rock being red part of it? Um, I think it was a coincidence, but you know what? That's probably the best question ever because if the rock would have been blue or black, or white, even though those colors are really cool on NSXs, I don't know if it would have drawn me as much. I, I really don't think so. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what, what color rock would have, I think red and yellow would have been the only ones that would have really worked because yeah, I think even white you can kind of, you know, and, yeah. and the artist did a lot of detail to it, right? But even even white, I think yellow and red are the only ones that work for something kind of uh, novelty-ish, right? I agree. That's a that's a great question. I never I've never thought of that. But yeah, I think because it was red. But you're right, yellow or white would have worked out. But if, if it was an off color, it just it just wouldn't have. I guess it wouldn't have fit in in in, in the division or, or 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 not the vision, but how how I looked at it. If that made sense. It does. What did you find out about the artist? 
So originally, of course, his name is written in the bottom of the rock. So started doing some simple Google searches and I found out that he was a cartoonist and uh, he was a pretty well-known cartoonist. He did cartoons for Hot Rod, for a bunch of famous magazines and his cartoons are actually funny and they were mostly geared towards like classic cars and hot rods and drag cars. And then as I started to do a little more, more research, there's this web, website called WorthPoint. And a couple people had like, you know, we're selling this uh, uh, painting. So he's, he was doing some paintings. And then I found this blog called Autosport where somebody was asking if anybody knows whatever happened to this artist. And, uh, and then at the last two posts, somebody said, well, he lives in Arizona, but then he, he also has a place in Illinois. And then one guy posted, he's my 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 backdoor neighbor here in Illinois and uh, right now he's built he's painting eyes on a camper and that was the first stage of the research on the artist but then again I think it was Drago or somebody but they posted uh, a a phone number and um and then just yes just a couple days ago I decided to try to call him and I did get a hold of him and he's 90 right is what you said he's 96 96 wow yeah so he's He's been around. He's seen a lot. And I, I don't know. It's just not that there's not that that's, I don't know, for me, just kind of being hollow minded. I think that's it makes it even more special. Like this rock, you know, he could have painted it. And when, do you know when he painted it? Is, it? is there a date on there? Well, the phone call was hilarious. I don't know if you want me to go into the phone call, but um, go ahead. I didn't get a date. I didn't get a date on on when he painted it because so I've tried eight or nine different phone numbers and um, and I know the internet's really creepy but I was like I'm gonna take advantage of this and so I just started calling all of them and I was about to give up so because they were all getting the beep 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 yeah. and then finally one wrong wrong and no lie like in the second ring somebody picked up it was an elderly gentleman and he's like hello and I was like hi you know my name is david <laughs> and he was like kind of in shock he's like who are you uh but he was you know very clear-minded and you know he spoke well uh but i think he was a little bit caught off guard because you know stranger was calling him and i introduced myself and i told him like um are you familiar with some rocks that you painted and he's like oh i'm not doing any of those anymore because i'm 96 i'm like oh no i understand and i said and i said but i i, I bought one on ebay and um, and it had your name on it, and I just wanted to call you and ask you about it. And he was saying that he painted over a hundred of them. Wow! And and that's when I asked him. Um, and you know, of course, at ninety six, um, the conversation, especially with the phone or hearing, I, I had to kind of focus my questions. So I said, I said, well, do you mind if I ask you a couple questions about it? And he says, sure. He's like, you know, I was like, you know, what was the hardest part about doing it? And he said finding the rock and he said because the finding the right shape as i said earlier uh, took a lot of time he'd go to the river and he'd just dig through rocks and and try to find the right ones and then i i asked him how long it took him to paint and he said about an hour but at this point in time you know i i'm assuming this rock is not so i don't know how old the rock is but i'm sure he had some skill set so an hour of his time probably would be a very long time for anyone else um and then i asked him uh essentially uh what was the process? And he says that he would get these rocks. He just he just kind of thought it was fun, and he 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 loved doing it. And then and then he'd go to like the local market or something like that and sell them for fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> now, does they're probably like he's painted over a hundred rocks, probably just all miscellaneous themes based on the shape, or do, they, do you know if they were cars or or what? 
Well, I decided that I put in because it says rock racers on the rocks. I decided I put oh. that on Google and type images and I didn't find anything, but I did find something funny. I found somebody built like a little camper out of a rock. So so the crazy thing is, is I, I can't find another one on the Internet. But Steve Glover on the NSX community, um, I, I call him the submarine guy because he listens. Um, me and my yeah. wife are like the submarine guy. But um, but uh, he says that he's heard of the Porsche community finding one one of one and that they're like super excited about it as well. So I'm like, oh, what is going on here? Um, but but believe it or not, like the the artist, he just says he's unable to do that anymore because he's 96. And uh, I was going to ask some more questions and he just hung up. <laughs> 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 that's funny so i mean he, says, he says he said the tv repairman's here he's because i think oh but before he hung up i did tell him how much the rock sold for and he chuckled like he genuinely laughed he's like i'm so glad to hear that you liked it and that you guys like it that's that's wild and you know it's, it's one of those things right it starts off as kind of a fun joke and in the end of the day it's like wow that's super that's super cool it's not like, you know, some young hobbyist just decided to paint it and enlist it. I mean, this this rock, you know, not only does a rock have a story, but the the artist who painted it has a well, you know, documented story out there for those who know. So I'm I'm not like an artist uh, uh like guru like Fraser uh, in the show. Um but one of the things that I do notice is that sometimes art is like that where, where mm-hmm. people are like, this is cool. But then later on the story and the history, well, I think a lot of like the biggest, greatest classical musicians, they were really no one until later on in life. And, and I'm not saying Mr. Williams, no one, cause he clearly is, no, in, I got you. Yeah. but he, but I think it's really neat to see, um, to see, to see that, that, uh, his work, be appreciated i think that's that's the, the funnest thing too and the, the greatest compliment is this the is this the uh the wildest thing in your nsx mobilia collection um you know the crazy thing is, is that my friend jasser he's, he's probably got one of the craziest uh collections i know but yes it is it it absolutely is we have these magazines called nsx press that we translate my wife translates from japanese to english using her phone and uh, we thought those were really cool. <laughs> what could um, go wrong? But they're, yeah. They're, uh, oh, gosh. The translation is, is a complete disaster. But this is probably the most uniquest thing. And the funny thing is, is that the guy who sold it, Gary, he had a original like NSX factory detailed information document that was signed by the chief engineer of the NSX. Mm. And the rock sold more, more than that. <laughs> so you have a YouTube channel. How can people see this video and how can they just kind of follow your journeys? This isn't your first video. No, I'm, I'm real happy about my, my YouTube channel. It's called Driver's Therapy. And it's essentially the car life and personal growth. Um, you could find videos how to become uh, AC Master Tech or how to become an FA uh, drone pilot all the way to how to change out the guts from your NSX radio and make it Bluetooth to putting leather skins in your NSX to seeing the Colorado moons as we drive with our drone. Uh, we just do a little bit of everything, and uh, we just kind of have fun with it. And, um, and if you want to find out about the NS Rock, NSX Rock, you just type in the NSX Rock on YouTube, and I think it's the only video out there. Pro- it, it probably is the only video. Do you have any other social media you want to throw out there? 
Yeah, and Instagram, which I rarely use. I mean, I post on it, but I'm not big on Instagram because mm-hmm. it's uh, usually kind of crazy. I feel like Instagram shows you it's all the booty girls everywhere, you know? <laughs> there are a lot of booty girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my wife is like, what you looking at? I'm like, nothing. It's, I'm looking for the cars out here. <laughs> she can bust you if she looks at your Discover page. The, the <laughs> algorithm throws you everything you've glanced at at least once. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, my Facebook started to get that way, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you're making me look back. <laughs> David, funny. thanks for joining the Hard Parking Podcast. Just before we go, how much did you pay for this thing? I My max bid was about 340 and I got away with it for 290 So you're at NS Expo? Yes, I'm going to bring it to the NS Expo, and Perfect. I'll be there myself. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, David. No problem. Have a good one. <laughs> I want to thank David Garner for taking time out of his day to join the show and talk about The Rock. And I got to tell you, like I said, when I watched that YouTube video, which I encourage you guys to go watch it, I learned so much. I'm like, wow, this guy is interesting. And I've, I've seen some of his other videos before, but specifically to this Rock, it's like, okay, we need to have a conversation. And plus, it's so on board with this show, is it not? I hope he does a media tour. I hope a lot of people will reach out to him. He'll probably have something on like Super Street. And they'll forget about small fries like me. Speaking of NSXs, um, took mine in. It's getting wrapped. Full protection PPF. It's quite spendy. Talking to my friends in Dallas. Talking to my friends in SoCal. We're paying more. Sounds like we're paying more across the board here in Arizona. You'd think you'd have to pay more in California, right? For something like that. But no, we're paying. I'm not going to tell you how much I'm paying, but I'm paying a lot. I'm not telling you because with some people, sometimes I get discounted pricing. And if they did cut a deal with me, even if I didn't know, and I said, hey, I paid this amount, and it's actually supposed to be something a little bit more, they could get in trouble. But I'm excited. That means that means I can finally go on the freeway. I'm going to get the windshield done too. Extra 500 bucks. It's uh, when I drive... The car, every vehicle I drive seems to be some sort of a rock chip magnet, and it doesn't take long. And so hopefully this windshield film, it's not perfectly clear, but it's clear enough. Like when you're looking out and you're driving, everything's good. But if you focus on something, like if you're parked, there was a white BMW parked in front of me when I was sitting in the in the vehicle that had the, the shade, that had the, uh, the film on the windshield, just for an example of what it looks like. I was looking at the wheel arch above the wheel. And, you know, without the wrap, it's just this perfectly, perfectly art, smooth art. With the clear PPF on the windshield, it kind of, it's kind of jagged and breaks up a little bit. Again, it wouldn't make any difference when you're driving, but you have to understand what it is you're getting. Because the company that I went with said, we can show you what it looks like. Most people understand. Some people complain. But you're putting a film on top of another piece of glass, and it's not even a, a flat piece of glass. So you're going to have a little bit of distortion, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth it, or it's definitely it's definitely going to be worth it in the end. One of the right Honda and right Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona, four wheel online, sell shop wireless services, and Westgate exotic cars and rentals. Patreon business supporter Kui Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida. Also, Mark Stoneman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, Bo Jung, Alex Gumina, Andrew Bunkley for 
financially supporting the show. You don't have to financially support the show. Just listening to the show and telling people about the show is great as well. That's for everybody. I'm talking to everybody except for the people I just named. Don't stop doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. A++ exceeds expectations. If you are in a position to help the podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month and get access to bonus audio as well as show swag. Sometimes I'm feeling it and I record and send it to those people. You know, stuff I probably shouldn't say on the regular show. Life, family, cars, things like that. If you're interested in picking up a podcast shirt, we still have them. Email the show, hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com for the current iteration of the shirts, which, by the way, are super comfortable. I'm a t-shirt snob. 100% of those proceeds go toward a local good Samaritan effort. 100% of those proceeds go towards local um, charity-esque efforts. It doesn't go in my pocket. That's for damn sure. I don't need it to. You can follow me on Instagram at jfenning, J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G. If I said that too fast, my name is literally on the show logo. Join the Hard Parking Violations Facebook page. Drop some questions in. I'm going to do another post soon. Questions for the show. Answer them on the show. I can't grow without you telling the world how great the show is. Let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. I'll talk to you all next week. Now it's stripping time.